Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Dr. E.J. McKenzie on Blog Talk Radio.
So that's November the 9th, 10th, and 11th. We're going to be at the Embassy Suites Hotel, the airport location, which is located 3974 South River Drive, right across the street from Miami Airport. That's the Embassy Suites. So we're going to be there Friday night, and we're going to do an evening service on Saturday. Uh, give people that have uh, church services uh, on Sunday uh, that are going to get out late. So we'll be starting at 4 p.m., and then we'll have our regular uh, Sunday morning services there, which we usually have at the Northwestern High School Auditorium. But that particular Sunday morning, we will be uh, at the Embassy Suites Hotel. And so uh, come join us. You will be blessed. Tell somebody about it. Uh, we want you to experience and encounter uh, the supernatural. You and I are born again. You and I should be living in the realm of the supernatural. I believe those of you that show up with a spirit of expectancy, these kind of meetings does something with people. I believe something will be stirred in you, uh, something will be activated in you that you had never experienced before. If you come not seeking a man, but you come seeking God. I believe the Spirit of God will meet you. Men, we're nothing but instruments and channels that God uses uh, to uh, channel or flow uh, what heaven purposed through us to the people or through humanity or through the world itself. Uh, Joshua uh, was fighting the enemies of the Lord and commanded the sun to stand still. And uh, God honored the word that came out of his mouth, and the sun stood still. It was God in heaven and a man on earth. That's the way it operates. So, therefore, I believe uh, that God wants to touch you supernaturally, want to raise you up supernaturally. God want to use you as a channel supernaturally to affect change in the earth realm. I believe uh, that your family, on your job, uh, whatever the situation is, this is the season and the time of the supernatural that God wants to uh, flow through his church. Uh, this is a year of government, um, uh, uh, the number 12. Governments is shifting. Governments is changing. Governments getting ready to shift in this nation. Uh, or if it don't shift, it's getting ready to go to another dimension, positive or negative. Uh, depends on who uh, going, uh, the Lord is going to uh, choose to uh, govern our country. So, therefore, uh, uh, next month is the month of election. So we're going to either see a new government or we're going to see the same government. Either this same government is going to take us uh, uh, into the realm of God or it's going to take us uh, further into chaos, confusion. No man has the power to alter uh, earth history. Only God, the man that is submitted to God. And so but all authority that's be has been ordained by God. Uh, so uh, let's look, see what God is getting ready to do. I believe as it is in the natural, so it is in the spirit. As uh, this is a year of election, uh, I believe this is, this is a year of election in the realm of the spirit. God is getting ready to elect new government in the body of Christ, raise up new leaders in the body of Christ, or he's going to take the present leadership uh, that's uh, uh, established uh, even into greater dimensions into uh, the mind of God, the realm of God. So this is a time that we need to be in fasting and prayer uh, that uh, the earth will divinely align. Men will divinely align in the earth realm. Let me give you our schedule. Monday and Tuesday, so we are no longer at 1 p.m. We're at 6 to 7. We'll change our time Mondays and Tuesdays, uh, 6 through 7. Uh, the master key, unlocking and liberating the real you. So you'll be joining me on uh, that time. And I uh, pray that you've been enjoying the program. Had a great time yesterday. And uh, those of you that desire to call in, uh, you can call in for prayer. We're dealing with relationships. If you have uh, any uh, children, uh, husband or wife that need prayer, uh, what Captain and I is sharing with you, uh, you can call in. Uh, once again, our 1-800-GUEST-CALL-IN uh, uh, number is 877-537-3321. Our regular call-in number is area code 347-237-5493. Um, uh, apologize for the chat, but I can't not see uh, the chat uh, at this present time. So you will have to call in uh, the 1-800 number or the regular guest number. Uh, it's not showing up. I'm on my, uh, uh, my iPad, and my iPad won't allow me to look at that at this present time. 
But that's Monday and Tuesday. Monday and Tuesday. Wednesdays, uh, uh, you have Captain myself uh, today. You got us. Um, we're dealing in areas of relationship, the order of kingdom relationships. On Thursday at 1 p.m., you will have uh, Prophet Kathy, Kingdom Women Living for the King. Kingdom Women Living for the King. That's at 1 p.m. every Thursday. So join her uh, to um, uh, areas of encouragement, areas of uh, uh, how do women divinely align to maximize their relationship with the Lord as well with their spouses, their children, and even single young ladies, what much you do uh, in order to prepare yourself for a husband, those that desire a husband. So once again, that is every Thursday you'll be joining, Kathy, Kingdom Women Living for the King. And once again, Friday, you'll be back with me, uh, unlocking and liberating the real you on Fridays at 1 p.m. But Mondays and Tuesdays, 6 to 7. Fridays at 1 p.m. Uh, on Saturday, uh, at a powerful time last Saturday, uh, tell your family and friends all over this nation, you have people that live in Canada, uh, family that live in Canada, uh, Jamaica, uh, the Bahamas, uh, the Virgin Islands, uh, Europe, uh, Africa, um, it's easy to tap uh, into um, uh, uh, the Internet these days. So this is a blog talk radio program, so anybody from all over the world can have access to us. So call your family and friends up, and uh, we believe that God's going to increase the momentum of the supernatural on Saturday. Uh, with uh, with intercessors and the prophetic voices that's here to speak into your life. We're looking at releasing signs, wonders, and notable miracles breaking out through the fiber optics of um, this uh, radio uh, station, and uh, we believe that the kingdom of God is going to increase exponentially as uh, we gain momentum, as people come so they can experience the presence of God. We had a young lady called in last night, even though that was not our regular... uh, Time to uh, uh, pray for people, uh, but we opened. But I sensed it last night. Those that had prayer, call in. And a young lady called in. Uh, I forgot her first name, but her last name was Jones. Miss Jones, she's been having excruciating pain in her ear. And the Spirit of God brought divine health to her, manifested health in her last night. Jesus manifested his lordship over the kingdom of darkness, over this young lady that was listening uh, that called in on yesterday. We believe that the kingdom of God wants to, uh, not we believe, but God wants to advance his kingdom, kingdom in the earth realm. We believe that with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength, and, and, and God demonstrated that on yesterday. But this is just the beginning. This is just the beginning. As uh, we uh, continue to raise up the uh, men and women in, this, in, in the South Florida, especially the prophetic voices, we believe in God for over 300 to raise up, and that can be released uh, in proper order on the government, on the authority. That's the way it works. And uh, my pet prayer is that uh, more apostles and prophets and evangelists and pastors and teachers will join forces with us that we can uh, um, extend the kingdom of God in South Florida. I'm believing God for a revival to break out. Mm-hmm. What about you? Amen. So I'm believing God that a revival will break out in South Florida, and I personally believe that it will never be by the instrumentality of just one person it can be if God can't find anyone that will will stand with him and war with him and battle with him and come in agreement with him. He will use anybody. But I believe uh, that when government authorities is willing to come together, when apostles and prophets, evangelist, pastor, and teacher is willing to come together, and we humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God, we will see a move of God like we have never seen before because we are a, we are a government. The government... Uh, Everything flows through government if it's legitimate. If it's a civilized country, if it's a, a legitimate business, uh, the strength of it is his, its government. So, therefore, let's believe God. Let's pray for the government authorities. Let's pray for the apostles and the prophets and the evangelists and the pastors and teachers. Let's pray for them yeah. uh, uh, um, that God will unify us and God. Uh, and we learn how to submit one to another and, and recognize each other's strength and decrease, that others may increase. Yeah. This is the only way it's going to take place. Now, today we'll uh, uh, come in together um, sharing from the perspective of uh, kingdom relationships. Uh, so we have Prophet Captain with us this uh, today, 
Is there anything that the Lord's put on your heart for today? Uh, good evening to everyone. I just thank you for joining us at this time. Um, as you was mentioning earlier uh, regarding uh, the government, the government of God being shifted, and even in relationships and in the, the home, um, I believe that God is calling um, us as women of God to divinely align with His with His plan and His purpose for our lives, for so we can advance the kingdom and extend the kingdom. But we have to be divinely aligned uh, in our homes. Um, if there's wives that's listening, then we have to be divinely aligned with our husbands for the will of the Lord God to be done. If our uh, husband is the man of God that God has called him to be, then we have to allow the government of God to be extended um, in our marriages. And so as women of God, then we want to submit to the kingdom of God um, so his will can be done uh, in our homes um, as wives and as mothers, uh, that we can be the example that he's calling us to be um, so we can extend the kingdom of God. That's real good. Um, and I uh, agree 100% with everything that was articulated out of your mouth. But what do you think is the hindrance of that? Uh, uh, I believe every woman that is married, and every man that is married, uh, I don't believe we get married just to get married. Now, some people get married uh, for different uh, reasons and different motives. And people get married to become legal here in the United States. And uh, they didn't get married because they loved one another. They got married because uh, it was an economic arrangement. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about people that is legitimate married, uh, got married because they they have a, have a love for one another. Uh, they would love to see that experience. I believe every woman would love to see, uh, to experience what you just articulated, and I believe every man would love to experience uh, what the Bible says for his, uh, his role and responsibility, loving his wife as Christ loved the church, and willing to give himself up for her. I believe every man would love to experience that, uh, but we know that uh, the divorce rate in the church uh, is no different than the divorce rate in the world. So, uh, and we can, you know, we have people that go to uh, uh, marriage counseling, marriage seminars, marriage retreats, uh, and still change is not affected uh, in their marriage. They hear awesome word. Uh, they hear word from all different kind of perspectives. They hear all kind of testimonies. But what is the thing that is good? I mean, it's awesome. The Word of God let us know what, what it should be like, but why we're not seeing a great manifestation, uh, even seeing the divorce rate to decrease uh, uh, to the maximum minimum, but we're still seeing this happening in the earth. And what do you think is the issue? Well, I could, uh, I believe that maybe one of the uh, reasons could be, one of the hindrance could be that um, we don't understand that it's becoming one. Is The scripture says the two shall become one. So becoming one is a process, uh, and it's not something that happens overnight. But God takes uh, the marriage through a process. He's taking the marriage from one phase to the next phase to the next dimension uh, in him. And so growth must take place in the marriage. Growth must take place in the husband. Growth must take place in the wife. Uh, and so the process of God has to be done in the marriage. And so um, just say me as a wife, if I don't understand the process of God, then I'm going to fight against it what God is trying to do, because I don't understand that God is trying to cause me to grow up as, you know, in my thinking as a wife uh, and as a mother and as a woman of God. That's excellent. So you're saying that there's a process. Um, when God spoke uh, in the Word of God in the book of Genesis that this reach shall man leave his father and his mother and cleave to his wife, and the two shall become one. Yes. So when God brought Eve to Adam, they was not one. Uh, they had to live, uh, experience oneness, uh, go through a process of oneness. Yeah. So uh, because Adam evidently was used to living by himself, so he was used to doing his own thing. When I say only, not only his own, doing his own thing, but he his responsibility was, uh, was not on a higher level than it was when God brought Eve to him. Uh, he showed uh, his ability to be responsible by uh, tilling the ground. He executed the heart of God, the mind of God in tilling the ground, provide, uh, um, taking care of the Garden of Eden, naming all of the animals, 
Uh, everyone was subject to him. Everybody was obedient to him uh, until God brought someone like him. And uh, now the responsibility increases now. Uh, now I have uh, to be responsible for someone that's on my level, someone that's made in the image and the likeness of God just like me. Yes. And so even his love uh, for uh, the creation of God uh, was on one level until he brought Eve to him, then his love went to another level. And so now here's someone just like him. Now they have to become one. And I believe oneness is experienced by being tested uh, to make a decision that I'm going to be obedient to the will of God, the purpose of God for this union. So it have nothing to do with uh, Eve being obedient to Adam and Adam uh, um, loving Eve. It have everything to do with Adam loving God. Out of his love for God, he loves Eve. Yes. And it have everything to do with Eve loving God and submitting to Adam. They understand their role. They execute because their focus is God and not one another. So you saying that the two shall become one is a process. And um, do you think there's a time table, time period for uh, a man, a woman that's just getting married? Do you think there's a, a length of time when, uh, before they should experience this oneness? No, I don't think it's a length of time. I think as the as each one of them yield to the Spirit of God, as you just um, said earlier, um, the man li uh, yields to the Spirit of God, um, the wife yields to the Spirit of God, um, and then the wife yields to um, her husband, submits to her husband, uh, then I, be I believe the process of God will be began to unfold as they continue to yield to the Spirit of God. God will begin to uh, develop uh, the wife, just like he's developing um, the man, as they continue to submit, seeing the bigger picture, which is the kingdom of God, and the advancing of his will in the earth realm and in their relationship, um, then his will will begin to unfold, and it's constantly unfolding, and they're uh, growing in their relationship with God and in their relationship with one another as they submit to the will of God. Okay, that's good. Uh, I was uh, uh, speaking with a, a bishop uh, this morning. Uh, I first met this bishop in London a few years ago, and I brought him uh, across my spirit. Uh, I haven't done a lot of traveling uh, lately because we've been back here uh, in the midst of rebuilding. Uh, Lord, I've uh, been sensing London in my spirit, and I gave him a call. Uh, uh, about uh, London. And to make a long story short, we begin to prophesy into his life. And we begin, to, as we were speaking prophetically into his life, we would share the Spirit of God we revealing to him concerning his posterity, pros his children's children's children. God gave him a powerful word. I mean, it's a very powerful word that God gave him. And uh, he was able to identify with it. And and, and says, it's amazing how you just said this, blah, blah, this took place, and this took place, that take, took place. And the reason I'm saying all of this here is uh, uh, God was revealing to him that what he has taken him through, and he had died. Matter of fact, he told me he had died. He had an aneurysm. They found him dead in his office. Mm. And um, God raised him from the dead, and um, uh, they're doing a mighty work there. Uh, they have a network. Matter of fact, that is the... Uh, his school is the school I got my doctor degree um, uh, from. And um, yeah, he shared with me that he have a delegation. He was supposed to be in Africa right now. They have a delegation in Africa right now. They'll be back in the middle of next month. And, um, uh, and, and, and this thing concerning uh, prosperity, and I shared with him a message years ago called the law of succession, how God uh, extends uh, his uh, uh, domain in the earth realm through generations. And he was sharing that he had an Africa uh, son that just broke relationship with him, and they started their own uh, uh, work network or ministry or whatever. And uh, I told him it's a possibility I might go to Africa with them next year, uh, but we'll you know we'll see what the Lord say. And I said when we go, it'll probably be good that uh, we do a um, uh, have a leadership meeting, and I can share these principles. Um, um, biblical principle with them concerning how God want to extend Himself, 
and um, the word of the Lord that God spoke to him was a powerful word, even in the areas of economics, and said, and this thing has everything to do with relationships, because what's on you will eventually fall upon them. Now, the reason I'm bringing this out is because Satan understands this uh, principle greater than we do. He understands that the strength of a generation is going to be the strength of the husband and wife uh, flowing together. And, and really more that man with his relationship with God than, it, than his wife standing with him because uh, if, the, if the wife don't come in agreement, the wife don't stand, uh, the responsibility is always to the male gender. It is always to the husband. God can expedite that, and God still can use it. Uh, the Scripture clearly says the sins of the father were passed down to the third and the fourth generation. It said the sins of the mother or the sins of the uh, wife, uh, the sins of the father. We're passed to the third and fourth generation. So uh, men is the instrument in the channel of succession. Uh, uh, God didn't call the female gender to do that. That's the responsibility of the man. Yes. So the enemy understands that. And what gets men off track has always been a woman, uh, usually the wife. And so he gets so frustrated with the wife that he violates his relationship with God uh, uh, he calls himself to uh, get upset, angry, and then uh, uh, allow himself to be deterred uh, from the will and the purpose of God. But all of this is a process of becoming one. Uh, we see that with uh, Abraham and Sarah. Uh, Abraham allowed Sarah to get him off track. And it did not stop, but it slowed the process down. It caused a 20 Five-year setback, 25-year setback before um, uh, was 25, I think 25 or 15, uh, because a setback um, uh, with Ad, with not Adam with Abraham. But once once the Spirit of God brought conviction, and once he saw the mistake that he made and got it right, he he set his face like flint, and because of his relationship with God, God was able to bring Sarah around. And so Abraham became the channel of, of a restoration for Sarah mm -hmm. uh, after he was restored to God. After he was restored in his relationship, then he became a channel, a restoration. So uh, uh, that's how and Abraham and Sarah became, became one, but they didn't become one because of anything with Sarah and Abraham. They became one because of Abraham's rest restoration of the relationship with God, and then Abraham became the channel. So would you say that um, a husband, um, when he misses God, uh, just like you just gave the analogy concerning Sarah and Abraham, when Abraham was restored, uh, then restoration could take place with, Abraham, with uh, Sarah. So is it the husband's responsibility to help his wife be restored back in that place in God if she misses? Uh Yes, but he has to do it from a biblical perspective. And what I mean by that, the scripture says, not by power nor by might, but it's by my spirit. And, and many times where frustration comes with men trying to restore their wife, you can't restore someone that don't know they need restored. And that's where the manipulation deception comes with women, uh, wives many times. Many times they already they think they're already there. They already have arrived. They already I don't need anything you don't want. And so what happens is where the where a woman see that the man miss it, and so he he's getting himself right with God, and then he turn around and try to help her see it. Then the devil's already using her, and what she's gonna say? Well, you miss her. What can you tell me? And if she don't say it, that's what she's thinking. Yeah. So the man is no good to her. So he can't restore her because her mentality is 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 not open for restoration because she don't think she needs to be restored because what she's really doing is measuring herself with the husband. The husband missed it, and so you want to tell me I missed it? What are you saying to me? But she may not say that. You got some women that will not say. They got some women that is uh, so bold, bold. I don't use the word bold, and so disrespectful. They don't care. No regard for the marriage union or the position of her husband. They just say whatever they want to say, whatever the case may be. So. From that perspective, a man cannot help her. Yes. The only way that the man could help her is not try to restore her mm -hmm. directly. Mm -hmm. All he needs to focus on getting himself together with God and trust God with the, for the consequences, 
she disrespected what the case may be. I got to be willing. This is where men miss it at. Okay, I missed it. Let me focus on getting my relationship with God. And, as, and by him doing that, she may be disrespectful. She may uh, 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 retaliate. She may do some undermined, underhanded things. He know it. He senses it. He shouldn't focus on that at the time. What his focus should be is the restoration of his relationship with God and believe and trust God through his reunion, through his reconnection, through his rededication, through his loyalty, through him selling out to God that now he can become the instrument, that the Holy Spirit now can minister to her through him. And it may not be directed by giving her scripture. That is one of the mistakes that men make. And that's a mistake women make, and I did that mm-hmm. uh, in the early part of our ministry, trying to give you scripture, give you scripture, give you scripture, and it never worked. Did it for two years until I came to the place that God showed me that he was calling for a greater level of surrender to me, from me. And he, he, he mentioned nothing about the thing that I was experiencing with you. He was putting a demand on me to come to surrender to him in a greater level. And when I said yes, and that's when the Spirit of God began to move on you at that particular time. So... Yes, I believe it's a man's responsibility to help his wife, but a man cannot help his wife if a wife's heart is not open for restoration. If she thinks that she's already there, in not only the wife, any person, that's our children, that's any person in the church, you cannot help people that they cannot see that they're wrong. And who brings conviction? The Holy Spirit. Only the Holy Spirit can bring conviction. Yes. So when the Holy Spirit brings conviction, then that means that person Nick then can make a choice. I need help. I'm willing to submit. I'm willing to yield. Other than that, it'll be wasting time. And the man, you know, getting frustrated, aggravated. He'll probably end up leaving the relationship, or she'll end up leaving the relationship uh, because he's looking at her, she's looking at him, and uh, nothing is accomplished. I'm reminded when you were speaking, I was reminded of uh, in the beginning of our marriage when Ebony was a baby, um, and. Uh, you were uh, encouraging me to have my own prayer life with the Lord, and, you know, constantly sharing that with me. And when, as you began to um, go forth in prayer, arising early, uh, I've known you to arise early since the history of, our, you know, the beginning of our marriage, um, to spend quality time with God, which is so important for us to have that prayer life with God. Um, and as you began to just go forth and do that and set the example um, shortly after that, um, I began to get up early. Uh, and I remember uh, arising uh, when we was in our, uh, the first, uh, our second home, uh, the townhouse, and I remember arising with Ebony. Uh, she was an arm baby, and, you know, going in the living room with you, kneeling next to you, having prayer, because I saw it demonstrated uh, by you. It, it wasn't, at the beginning it was talk. But then pretty soon, you know, the Spirit of God just dealt with your heart and you just left me alone, didn't say anything else, but you demonstrated um, getting up early, having prayer. And eventually I began to join you with prayer. But it was the demonstration of the word that brought the convicting power of the Holy Spirit upon me. That's good that uh, you, you made that statement because uh, uh, I can remember those times and I remember the frustration I was feeling um, uh, see, to me, being one at that time, thinking if she's one with me, she should be able to flow, uh, follow me. Yes. And uh, and uh, 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 so following me is just not just being married and 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 uh, following me to the mall or following me to the grocery store or following me here. It's, it's following a person in God and all the other things will manifest. But I remember the times I was frustrated. And the Spirit of God spoke to me and said, leave her alone. You just do what I called you to do. And, and and this is a word to every man that is listening. You may uh, be experiencing some frustration with your spouse because uh, uh, you don't see your spouse in the place that you think she should be at this present time. Uh, uh, if you're frustrated and aggravated, it's most likely that uh, you are seeing things from your perspective, not God's perspective, and you want something to happen now. And uh, and God may not want it to happen now. God may want to, want to use uh, her like of uh, what you may perceive spirituality to break you, make you, mold you, shape you, to bring you to the place to come just rest in him and, and yield to him and surrender to him and draw near to him yes. and not near to her. And so, therefore, he may, allow, may be allowing that to take place. 
And so what you need to do is just leave it alone and know that God is sovereign. If God called you to the union, you believe God called you to the union, then you focus on your responsibilities unto the Lord. You still speak to your wife and tell her the things that you know what the Lord is saying to do. But if the Spirit of God don't uh, condition and prepare the heart, it's not going to happen. And you got we all of us men got to understand this here, because your wife can obey you in your presence, but the real her is going to manifest out of your presence. Yes. So it's not real. Mm-hmm. So yes. so so the spirit of God, you got to trust that the spirit of God is going to bring transformation to her. You and I have no power to bring transformation. No husband has the power to bring transformation to his wife. It's only the spirit of the living God has the power to bring transformation. Other words, she gonna she gonna relate to you. She'll do what you tell you to do. If she really care about you, she'll do what you she you tell her to do. But she'll do it out of fear. She'll never do it out of love. Mm-hmm. And you want to be the most miserable person on the face of the earth because you really will never have her. You could you can never have her and will never have her it's because she really don't have a relationship with God because she her relationship with God is centered out of fear. Uh, doing what you want her to do and reading the Bible, doing what you want her to do out of prayer. But if it's Holy Spirit motivated and activated, then she will last because her relationship in prayer is uh, centered around her conviction by the Holy Spirit and the Word. Amen. Um, Something you said earlier, I wanted to uh, elaborate on on it also. When you mentioned that with the the wife, uh, the husband may miss it and, you know, the husband may be encouraging the wife you know, to have this relationship with God, but then she retaliates, you know, saying, well, you miss God, how can you tell me? And I think that's the beauty of a, a wife having, the beauty of a wife having a relationship with God. Because if she had that relationship with the Lord uh, and she was not listening to the lies of the enemy, then when her husband is encouraging um, her, even though he may have missed it, she would never say that because she has a relationship with God and she understands that I'm walking in forgiveness. You know, I, when I forgive my husband, then I don't bring it back up. I'm not, you know, throwing it back in his face, um, if you will, uh, when we have a disagreement. Because why? I have forgiven him and I've moved on past that. My husband is not the thing that he's done. Um, I'm not the thing that I've done uh, because it's not a pattern. It's not a lifestyle. But uh, I'm developing my relationship with the Lord, and so therefore I'm walking in forgiveness and I'm moving on, and we're growing, you know, together in God in our relationship with the Lord. That's good. Uh, uh, it's good that you brought that. I think true forgiveness. Uh, a person can say, "I forgive," but I think true forgiveness comes out of the revelation of how good God been to you. Yes, absolutely. So, so many times a person may say, "I forgive," but they really don't forgive. Yes. Because they look at, they measure. Mm-hmm. They measure. Well, what you did is bigger than what I did. Yes. And well, I could have never done what you done. Mm-hmm. And but look what you done. Yeah. Well, well, but when you make a statement like that, you're already saying that the sin that you did is greater than the sin that I did. Yeah. And I believe God don't look at it the same. Yeah. <laughs> so, do you have you really forgiven? Mm-hmm. I personally believe true forgiveness, and I may be wrong. Truth, walking in forgiveness, and true forgiveness, the woman forgiving the husband and the husband forgiving the wife, is contingent upon their humility. Yes. When you are really humble, you really can see yourself. Yes. And you see yourself through the light of God. That means the Spirit of God has brought conviction to you and showed you. Watch this right here. And, and this is another thing with true forgiveness. You don't forgive your spouse because you know that you missed it and they forgave you. Mm-hmm. No, if my forgiveness, forgiving you, is based on our relationship, I already missed it. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to last. It's not really real. Yes. My forgiveness of you should be based on the convicting power of the Holy Spirit of my sinning against God, not you. Yes. And you sinning against God, and not me. Yes. So when that become a reality, I see how I hurt God, yes. how I see I hurt the Lord Jesus Christ. I see how I hurt the Holy Spirit. I wounded him. I grieved him. And, and my heart is crushed because of him. It's not hard for me to forgive you yes. because I see 
how I hurt him. And when, watch this right, and when you sin against me or I sin against you, then the perspective would be, man, they just hurt God. It won't be you hurt me. Yes. But that's the majority of our relationship. We focus on what you've done to us, or what you've done to me, and what I've done to you. That ain't genuine conviction, and it's not genuine repentance, yes. because all forgiveness have everything to do with our relationship with the Father. And so, therefore, when that is real to me, I hurt God, and I'm really crushed in my heart. That's what we call a contract heart, a contract spirit. And so, so when I'm really crushed because I see how done I am, I really hurt someone that loved me so much that he sent the son to die on Calvary's cross for me, how I hurt the Holy Spirit, who is God in the earth room, the only person that can lead me to Jesus. If I, if I hinder him, I'm lost because he's the only person. And that's why the Bible says if you sin against the Holy Ghost, there's no forgiveness. Without him, everybody's an utter failure. So when that becomes a reality to me, when that becomes real to me, yes. then I can genuinely forgive you because it's not what you did to me, it's what you did to him. Yeah. Because that's more real to me than what you did to me. Because what you did to me, that's, that's that, in a way, think about it, that's really minor compared to what you've done to him. Yeah. He's the only one that can lead me to true forgiveness and lead me to true conviction that I can forgive from my heart. Otherwise, all of my forgiveness and everything is from the realm of the flesh and not the realm of the spirit. Yes. Um, I was thinking how we take it personal. The reason why we have that mindset that you hurt me rather than you hurt God, uh, and, and and looking at it from that perspective. But as you were speaking, I was thinking about uh, David uh, having a mindset like David. David recognized that he uh, that he sinned against God, and and which is exactly what you were just speaking of. Uh, and so if we have that mindset, you know, that I sin against God, then we wouldn't be taking it personal. Yeah, but even with that, you're absolutely right, 100% right. David had a relationship with God. David's relationship with God was more real to David than his relationship with his parents, with his wives, his children, uh, with his army, the man that he uh, um, uh, ran from Saul with. I mean, they, they lived in, this, in caves and wilderness. Uh, they, they, they became close. Uh, but David's relationship with God was more close than anybody. And and you said David didn't take it personal, and you mentioned earlier that many times we take it personal. Think about it. When we do take it personal, it's nothing but a revelation. But we're more flesh than we are spirit, and so uh, I'm more fleshly or carnal than we are spiritual, and that is the case. Mm -hmm. That's the case with almost every husband. And we fast, we pray, we fast. A lot of people don't understand. Fasting, praying is good. Fasting, praying is not about change. Fasting, praying is preparation, preparing your heart. Uh, to yield to the Spirit of God, but only because the Spirit of God is the only one that can bring change. He's the yeah. only one that can bring change. Yeah. So fasting and praying, and I do a lot of it, you do a lot of it, it's, 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 it's bringing me to the place that my heart can be sensitive and pliable, that I can yield. I can do all of this right here and never take a step of action. If you never take a step of action, it's all in vain. And we see this in church, especially coming across the full gospel charismatic churches. Mm -hmm. uh, does more fasting and praying than probably the average denomination. Uh, but we still don't see great moves of God mm -hmm. because our motives can be wrong. And a lot of times it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a me thing and, and not a God thing. Yes. And so David lives for the, God, for the Lord. And so when people do violate us, we take it personally. It's nothing but a revelation that I am still more, I'm still more carnal than I am spiritual. Yes. When you're spiritual, you will see it from God's perspective. Yes. When you're carnal, you will always look at how you hurt me. Which how you wounded me, how you did this to me, 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 me. And God is trying to show you that you still carnal. God would do anything to not, uh, uh, in my life, he'll do anything by any means to let me see that you're not where you think you are. God will not allow me to walk in deception, yeah. thinking I'm spiritual. And we think we're more spiritual than another person because we didn't do what the other person did. Yes, yeah. So I'm, i got to be more spiritual. Mm -hmm. I didn't do that. Yes. No, you're, you're uh, like uh, your righteousness, filthy rights, just like the spouse righteousness, filthy rights. You're only spiritual because you're yielded to the spirit. That's yes. the only thing that makes you spiritual. Paul said in Galatians, if you live in the spirit, also walk in the spirit. Yes. So if I'm spiritual, 
I'll be walking. If I'm spiritual, I will forgive. If I'm spiritual, I will love. It have nothing to do with you. Everything to do with the spirit. Yes. I'm walking in the spirit. I'm here to bring pleasure to my Lord. And that's the Holy Spirit job, to lead you and I in bringing pleasure to Jesus. It's lead you and I into uh, the reality of Christ. He said, I come when the Holy Spirit comes, he's going to testify of me. So, therefore, the Holy Spirit's job is to bring you and I into a reality of Christ that the testimony of Jesus would be made manifest in my life towards you, in your life towards me. And the way we do that is bringing pleasure to him. Doing what he tells us to do has nothing to do with you directly. Yes. Um, As you were speaking, as the Spirit of God was speaking to me, this this answers the question earlier uh, that unforgiveness um, uh, that a husband and a wife may have in their relationship that will hinder the process of them becoming one. Mm-hmm. That unforgiveness, probably the you know the number one thing uh, besides selfishness, which is unforgiveness. Mm-hmm. Um, so me holding you hostage because of something you did against God, but me taking it personal uh, will hinder the process of the government of God coming into our marriage. Will hinder the process of God concerning our daughters. I would never be the successful wife that God called upon and anointed and ordained me to be with you uh, if I hold you hostage by holding unforgiveness in my heart, you know, go, rehearsing that thing, uh, yielding to the lies of the enemy, uh, uh, trying, you know, taking it personal instead of me releasing it, uh, thinking about that I have already hurt God, uh, and so therefore I should release it because of my relationship with God, not you. Something you said uh, also just uh, uh, quickened to me as you were speaking, uh, not holding the person hostage and and having the person focus on the per- person's sin against God, and that person asking God to forgive them and not for- taking the person looking at me. And so uh, something was quickened to me as you just articulated that. Then if I am taking it personal, mm-hmm. then if you think about it, I'm I'm, I'm more focused on you. Uh, um, walking in forgiveness towards me more than God, I just exalted myself above God. Mm, wow! I just I I want you to treat me better than God. Mm, wow! I want you to love me more than God. Wow! Oh, I don't say that, mm-hmm. think that, wow. because if um, the uh, uh, the primary relation, pr- responsibility or priority, that's where I'm looking for, the primary uh, priority in the relationship is God, yes. then the spouse. Yes. God, then the spouse and the children. If that is the case, then my focus, your focus, should always be the, rest, your, the restoration of your relationship with him. Yes. You uh, putting yourself in a position that God can forgive you, not me. Yes. God can yes. forgive you. But if that is not my motive, mm-hmm. if that is not my first priority and concern, that you being restored to God, that you being restored to me, it's nothing but a revelation of idolatry. Wow. That that I have put myself, I see myself mm-hmm. greater than God mm-hmm. because look how you hurt me. Never say it how you hurt God. Yes. Never mm-hmm. mention how you wounded God, wow. how you wounded me. Yes. So God is trying, and how could there ever be oneness? It could never be oneness. Yes. Because uh, I have now exalted myself above God. Mm. And so I'm more concerned about you being reconciled to me and not God and, and not understanding of being manipulated and deceived that the key to the restoration of your relationship with me is your relationship, your restoration in your relationship with God. Yes, yes. So when that becomes reality, now I can experience uh, yes. the Spirit of God now, the same God that solidified the union, can restore the union because we've been restored with him. Yes. So, you know, I'm just sensing by the Spirit of God that there may be someone that's listening now um, and experiencing this because uh, we know how the Spirit of God shifts us from time to time. Uh, and they may be uh, experiencing this in their own relationship, and God wants to bring healing um, to their relationship because what God reveals, we have a saying in Panorama, what God reveals, he heals. So God has revealed this, and God wants to bring healing to the marriages, to, uh, to the relationships um, that the person may be listening at this time. Well, let's do this right here. I pray for the husband. Yes. And you pray for the wife. Yes, okay. Because each one of their, their manipulation is different. Yes. Excuse me. How the man manip- the devil manipulates the husband because of his mindset, what the woman should be doing, 
and the woman's man said what the man should be doing. So the devil now has taken one stone and killed two birds. Yes. He's manipulating both of them by keeping their eyes on each other yes. and not concerned about each other's relationship with God, but their relationship, concerned about their relationship with one another. Yes. Father, I just looked up every husband that is listening right now and those that will listen later through the iCards. We pray right now in the name of the Lord Jesus, Lord God, that this word that you are articulating through us today will break up the foul ground of every husband that is listening. I, right now, in the name of Jesus, I command the mind of every husband to be liberated, set free from the manipulation of the God of this world who come to blinds the mind of them that believe not. So, therefore, I command your mind to be set free. I command your will to be set free. I command your soul to be set free, your imaginations to be set free, your thought patterns in life to be set free, your reasoning faculties to be set free. Now, in the name of the Lord Jesus, by the Spirit of the living God, loose and let go. We command right now idolatry the idol of self, to be eradicated and annihilated and to be dismantled now in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, Holy Spirit, for bringing conviction. And I thank you that every man under the sound of my voice, every husband under the sound of my voice, yield to the Spirit of living God that is speaking to you now in Jesus' mighty name. For whom the Son has set free, they are free indeed. I call freedom and liberty in your spirit, in your soul, in your mind, in your heart, and in your marriage. I speak it, decree, and declare it to be so, and I command you right now to be lifted up into the position that God has ordained appointed and anointed you as a husband, and to execute your office under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. I seal you now by the blood of the Lamb, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And Father, we lift up every wife right now that is listening, oh God, and those that will listen later on. We thank you right now, Father, and we decree and declare, and every decree thing is established, oh God. We decree and declare, Father, that they will be the wife that you've called, appointed, and anointed them to be, oh God, to walk one with their husband, oh God, to submit, oh God, to their husband, oh God, submit as unto Christ, oh God. And I thank you right now for the spirit of the living God convicting their heart, oh God, of sin and righteousness and judgment even now. I thank you for the liberation of their spirit, their soul now. I thank you for the liberation of their mind, the blockage even now. I decree and declare, Father, they will walk in forgiveness, oh God. They will forgive, oh God. Oh God, they will see the bigger picture. They will see your plan, your purpose, oh God. It's about advancing the kingdom of God, the government of God being established, oh God, in every marriage, oh God. And I thank you right now, oh God. I decree and declare right now, Father, that every wife, their soul, oh God, will line up with their spirit, and their spirit will line up with the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit will lead them guide them and direct them into the Father's will, plan, and purpose for their life. I decree and declare it now, and I seal them now by the precious blood of Jesus, even now. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen, amen. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I believe everyone that's going to listen uh, to this broadcast uh, uh, that's listening today and those that will listen later on, I believe that the spirit of the living God is going to move upon you, and the spirit of God is going to allow you to experience restoration, and the spirit of God is going to elevate you into your proper position, and your focus will always be the, the salvation of uh, uh, your spouse, the salvation of your children. Your primary focus will be their relationship with God more than their relationship with you. And so uh, we did a, we're doing a series called The Anatomy of Man, I will encourage all of those that is listening, and will listen uh, to go to our website. I think we have it on there, uh, ejmpcc.com. It will be a blessing to you. We're not trying to sell CDs uh, 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 um, um, to try to, you know, manipulate. We're not into that business. It's about helping men. It's about helping people. Uh, we've been married uh, uh, 25, going on 26 years in February, and uh, uh, we've gone through a lot. We've been challenged a lot. We've experienced some victories, and we believe that there's some things, uh, uh, that's why we're doing this here, that we can be a blessing to you. Uh, as well, uh, this t teaching on the anatomy of man, it will help you to understand and discern. It must not just be a teaching, and I think this is what's, uh, what com becomes a problem, and I'm kind of seeing this happening in Panorama on this series. Uh, we haven't, uh, we've been off and on a while because of the different meetings we've been having. But uh, uh, just satisfied with the information but not have the ability to discern the application. And what I mean by that, that when you hear this, the Spirit of God, it means nothing to listen to this and understand this, that I cannot discern when I'm in a situation. I cannot discern when I'm in a conversation. I cannot discern when I'm confronted. I cannot discern when I'm being corrected. I cannot discern when I'm being loved. That where I am located, what is the distinction of my spirit, the distinction of my soul, the distinction of my body? 
you and I are going to be walking, experience one or two if you're born again. You're going to be under the influence of your flesh or you're going to be influence of your spirit. One of the two. The Bible says a carnal mind is enmity against God. If I am carnal with my wife, God is not in the picture. That means, I'm, uh, think about it. If a carnal mind is enmity against God, that means then a carnal mind is going to be an enemy against your spouse and your children and everybody else. Amen. So, therefore, and the only way that God can have access to my wife through me or my children through me is by me being spiritual-minded. So Amen. I got my human spirit where the Holy Spirit lives, and I got my flesh. Yes. It's the Adamic nature. Mm-hmm. The Adamic nature, my flesh, is what Satan has access to my soul through. The Holy Spirit has access to my soul through my human spirit. So you got your human spirit and you got your flesh, your soul. We have both of them, the Adamic nature and God's nature. And so whoever I yield to is the one that's going to be my Lord, my master, and that's the one that's going to have access to my soul, my mind, my heart, my love, my affections, everything. Yes. This is the way it works. Yes. It'll be a blessing to you. So yes. all of these things we're talking about today, even unforgiveness. Unforgiveness is, uh, is nothing but an uh, act of my flesh. Uh, I'm, I'm walking in the strength and the power of my flesh. And uh, so many people, it's satanic and demonically, Manipulated and oppressed, and uh, and what is flesh is used is demonic, uh, and so demons only can have access to a man or a woman through the medium of their flesh. Mm-hmm. God condemned sin in the flesh. God did what? He condemned sin where? In the flesh. So that must become a reality to us, and when that is a reality to us, then it's up to me to make a distinction or to make the correction. Uh, concerning uh, uh, of that which is flesh and which spirit, but I got to discern it. I got to know when I'm fleshly. I got to know when I'm spiritual. Yes. And the mo- and, and the most powerful thing about the flesh that is so is so manipulative that that you can do spiritual things in the flesh, but it'll never prosper, and it'll never profit because God cannot accept anything in the flesh. It's yes. always rejected. So how many of our marriages is fleshly? Hmm, how many of our marriages is carnal? Glory. How many of our marriages is, is, is spiritual? Yes. That the Spirit of God is, is, is leading the marriage. Yes. The Spirit of God is leading the husband. The Spirit of God is leading the wife. I see so, so many of us preachers, we have issues with each other. We're intimidated by one another. We're envious of one another. We're jealous of one another. All of that is not but a revelation of carnality, and we're leading God's people. Yes. That means then our pulpits is carnal, and now we are releasing carnality upon our people. But we are preaching good word, mm-hmm. but under the strength and the power of the flesh. God don't have access to our hearts. Yes, yes. And I believe, Bob, that even as we articulated today, the Spirit of God used us to bring um, healing. God brought healing to a uh, relationship. And, it, and if that's your relationship and, and you sense the Spirit of God was, uh, God was speaking to you today, um, then you can give us a call and let us know and share your testimony of what God just did in your relationship by you receiving the word uh, from the Lord. It wasn't us, but it was the Spirit of God because God wants to bring healing. We're going to, uh, we have a prayer request form online that you can go and you can fill it out. We will get that. We will be praying over you, war with you, battling with you, and we'll have our intercessors pray with you and war with you. Um, so uh, go there. We're going to put a testimony, have a testimony page as well on there, so you can go and do that as well. Don't forget uh, the 9th, 10th, and 11th, we're going to be at the MC Suites Hotel encountering the supernatural, encountering the supernatural. You want to be in this meeting. Uh, Prophet, uh, uh, he's a bi- uh, ordained as a bishop now, Prophet Demetrius Senegal, tremendous prophet of God to this nation, as well as Pastor Howard Brigham that God uses and signed wonders and notable miracles. You want to be there. We're going to be having a prophetic training in the Orlando area. And it's Mount Dora, Florida. It's close to Orlando. That's going to be uh, this Thursday coming, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. So if you know anybody in the Orlando area, get them to that prophetic uh, training. You will be blessed. Do not forget also that we have changed our time uh, for the Master Key Unlocking and uh, Releasing the Real You on Mondays and Tuesdays at 6 p.m., 6 to 9. Call your family and friends. 6 to 7, excuse me, 6 to 7. Call your family and friends. And on uh, Wednesday, you have Kathy and myself. And on Thursday, you have Kathy herself, uh, uh, Kingdom Women Living for the King. Get those women on the line, 
and uh, we're looking to have some great guests. Uh, Saturday, uh, we will be with you concerning the apostolic and the prophet, and uh, praying with you, battling with you, and uh, speaking prophetically into your life. So we look forward to being with you. We pray that you enjoyed the broadcast today, and we pray it was a blessing to you. We enjoyed you.